You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton postgame show with Al Jerry. All right, Monday podcast for you. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. How are you? Good. I spent a better part of the weekend. Gino, Gina is still in uh, Italy. God, she travels an awful lot. Awful lot. That's the thing with being a teacher, Jerry. You have off all the time. I know. We really picked the wrong profession. Although she would, she's actually working, so she says that she's doing some. She's uh, in Italy. She's doing some uh, work projects. It's like saying Jerry. when we go to the Super Bowls, we work. Stop it. Yeah, well, I, I will say that to her. I'll be like, listen, I am working well, out here. We have to go. Yes. I'm not so. I probably will never go again, but like, you got to go. That's the responsibility, and you're there. Let's be honest. It's half work, half a vacation. Yes. That's probably what this is, Jerry. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'd say a quarter work and three I mean, she's horseback riding today. You know, right. Tell me that's, that's like going to the office. <laughs> uh, but I, so I was, um, I'm preparing for my move. I've sold my Basking Ridge condo, Jerry. Yes. Uh, so I'm kind of was going through uh, my closets, uh, my basement, which people say you have a condo. Why do you? Ha- I do have a basement there. I yes. have a and a garage and a garage. Like you got a good deal, it's lovely, there good deal that there. you are giving up, which I am leaving. Right. Uh, so really, uh, and my parents moved from the house we grew up in. They only moved four years ago. Okay. Four years ago, they handed me a bunch of boxes and said. This is the, your stuff from the attic. We we can't take this to our 55 and over community. There's no room for it. Right. What do you want to do with it? At which point I just took it and put it in my basement. Uh, so where I'm going doesn't have a basement. So I have to kind of clean out my basement. So I did a thing on an Instagram story yesterday or over the weekend, Jerry, where I was taking photos of interesting things I found. You know, a lot of sports-related toys and uh, collectibles from over the years. And uh, one thing I can tell you is uh, if you were somebody who collected things as a kid with the idea that they were going to be worth money when you were an adult, that is a fallacy. Might as well throw it all out. It's not worth... And then oh, I posted the pictures on like Instagram and Facebook and such, and everyone's like, oh, you got some serious cash coming your way. I don't. I don't have serious cash coming your way. So you try, way. you've looked. I looked. It's not nothing's worth anything. The only thing that are worth things are uh, things that are... St- are in perfect condition in the package still. Right. Unopened. Right. Which, you're a kid, you're going to play with your Star Wars figures. Yeah, no, I hear you. I'm going to play with them. They're damaged and they're used. Damaged and used. They were played with. The other thing I realized is that once the 1980s hit, they made a lot of everything. Yes. You know, so it was like the Star Wars guys in particular. I remember reading an article only uh, a year ago about people's uh, Star Wars collections. And they go, you know, you know how many, like when Star Wars exploded and the, the figures were selling in 1977 and on, they made millions of Darth Vaders, 
millions of Luke Skywalkers. Yeah, no rare pieces. The only things, this is what I found in my Googling and eBaying. You need a toy. This is what's worth something if you have in your attic. A toy in pristine condition in the original packaging that was soon recalled after it was put out. So there are not many of them. Right. So your valuable Star Wars figures are like these uh, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Luke Skywalkers with a lightsaber that was a choking hazard, which they immediately pulled off the market. So if you have that one. You know I, don't, I don't have the choking hazard. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm out. Then the other thing I was finding, you, I would Google, and they'd be like, oh, if you have the Yoda with the snake around his neck, that could be worth $2,000. All right. I have the Yoda with the snake around its neck. Wow. In good condition. Ah, but it's not in the right original packaging. Okay. It's worth $3. So then you go on eBay. The first one listed is like $600. Wow. Out of the package. Then there's 50 of them for $9. <laughs> I don't know what By to do, way, Jerry. $9 is worth it. No, see, to me, I'm I not... I think it is. No. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, if you would listen for a All second. Right, please. Because to me, I'll tell you my, my mentally going into this, when I'm seeing things that I have in my basement that are worth like $20 or under, that does not seem like worth the effort. I agree, ex- unless if you have a lot of them. Here's, okay. here's my point. All right, Jerry. Let's say you have, and I'm just going to throw a number out there, 20, and they're small items you're talking small about. Small items. Let's say you have 20 of these figures that you can mm-hmm. get $10 each for. You ain't getting a rich off nothing. Right. It's 10 bucks. But you can probably get 9 or $10. Okay. Maybe you start the bidding at seven fifty just so you get it. If you have the envelopes, this, this is basically one trip to Staples to buy the envelopes. It's all you need. You put them up in succession on the same day so that the auctions end on the same day. Okay. As they sell, all you have to do is print the label, tape it to the package, and you just drop them off. Yeah. And if you did that, I mean, you literally could make a couple hundred dollars on it. Right. Because the shipping is going to be next to nothing because they're so light. So I agree it's a little bit of work, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't do it for one, but if you do have nine or ten of them or more, right? I would do it one day, and that's it. And I wouldn't do any more than that, but I would take one day, and it would take you probably, you know— once you list the first one, the other ones fly right through. It'd probably take you a half hour to list them. All right. I think I would say a couple hundred bucks is worth 30 minutes of your time. and one, Oh, for sure. One ride to the um, – but I, I totally get your point, 100% get your point. And then I had, like, posted pictures of, like, my Atari and Intellivision. They're like, oh, that's big money. It's not. It's not big money. And then now you're getting into a case where now the shipping is more money. Right. And, yes, the other person's supposed to pay the shipping. How many times I've done that – and it calculates it wrong, and I end up putting out $9 right. that I wasn't supposed to, that's a bigger pain in the ass. And you have all these, like, old video games where I had, like, these old Atari cartridges and in television. Again, they were mass, mass, mass produced. Right. So people telling me, oh, that's... And then even I was looking online, they're like, if you have this Atari game, it could be worth $800. Oh, I do have that one. No, again, I go to eBay. There's 50 of them for $3. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Freaking eBay. Great. Great. So that's what I did this week. And then the other thing I noticed, Jerry, see if you notice this as well. I feel like every retail business, and this goes for food service as well, so like delis, supermarkets, retail stores, everyone these days is running on a skeleton crew. Yeah. Meaning if Summertime. more than, I don't think, no, like I'm year round. Oh, year round. Yeah, well, that's like here. Where if there's more than two customers needing help, you're waiting. Right. I went to the deli yesterday to get a sandwich. Like one, one guy, guy working. Yeah. 
So if the one person in front of me is ordering for the office, making asking for nine sandwiches, well, I'm screwed. You're waiting a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You and, the... and you can't fault the guy who's taking the, the, the order from the office. It's not his fault that right. they don't have the proper amount of people staffed. Or you go, like, to the supermarket. There's one guy in the deli section. So if the person in front of me is getting cheese, roast beef, turkey, Heaven ham. Heaven forbid. Come on. I, I'm with you. I understand. That, that literally take you 15 minutes. Yeah. I was getting coffee the other morning at the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru, which has become, I'm not going to say I have, I'll do it every day, but I do it a couple days a week. And I always do it based on the premise that it is 2.55 in the morning. Who could possibly be in line? And the other day, I, I don't know this. I don't know this. And I shouldn't say this, but I'll say it anyway. There was a girl, in the, when I pulled around, there was a girl in the car ahead of me. She was in a Jeep with the top down. Could, good look. I mean, she was right there. At 3 in the morning. Yes. It was a warm night. It wasn't raining. Top was down. And she's at the drive-thru at Seven at uh, Dunkin' Donuts. And so she turned around. Alice is gorgeous. And you're sitting there saying, what are you doing out? And Stripper. long story, I mean, that's, yes, That to me, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Because those places close between 2 and 3 in Jersey. Right. And she ordered nine cups of hot coffee, three iced coffees, and it looked like just bags of food. And it took literally to get the cup of coffee that usually from the time I placed the order to the time I'm back on the highway, that might take 45 seconds. That's how fast they are. This took seven minutes. I wanted to kill myself. See, she has to go in for that order. They're not open. Oh, it's only drive That's the problem. They don't want anyone going in there shooting anybody. No, not in the middle of the night. Of course not. But, yeah, she was gorgeous. So that's exactly what I, I was. I said I wasn't going to say it. Then I said I'd say it. I was going to back off, but then you threw then it Then I out said there. stripper. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Jerry, sperm banks. Hmm, from strippers to sperm banks. Need our help. Okay, why don't you get after that? Attention, redheads. Sperm banks are running short on redhead sperm. I'm out. You're bald, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not redhead at all. But they are looking, they say nowadays there are women who are interested in redhead babies, where in the past people didn't want a redhead. So the sperm banks are desperate for redheads to donate. Would you ever consider donating to a sperm bank? When I would you were, not. When you were, uh, let's say you're a college kid, you're unattached. Well, I was a college kid. Um, but you were attached. True, but I also needed money. Right. But I know I've never even contemplated. Yeah, me neither. What do they pay for that? I don't know. I, I would think it's got to be. Doesn't it have to be a couple hundred bucks? I had heard it was between 75 and $100. That's it? When I was in college. I remember people discussing it. Per vial? Per donation, yes. That but you could like... only donate a certain amount. Otherwise, I... they didn't want you to have all the babies in town. You know what I'm saying? How much do you get paid? You're Googling that? For a sperm bank. There you go. Now, would you use the drive-up service, Jerry, at the sperm bank? Am I really supposed to answer that? You would not. Up to $1,000 a month. Really? Yeah. $1,000 a month. You yes. go in and you donate to sperm. Yes. But you've got to have a good background. People look for, like, when they're looking for sperm, they're looking for perfect people. Wow. Now, this one says, as of two years ago, mm -hmm. you can get between 35 and $50. See? 
per specimen. That's brutal. You're giving somebody a baby for $50? <laughs> I mean, in theory, you're giving them the possibility of a baby. Right. Yes, you're giving them the hope and the possibility. You're not giving them a baby. Because once again, Al, it doesn't just go in there and... It could, though. It could. It doesn't always. Do you think... Uh, and listen, uh, I'm uh, very happy in my relationship, so I would never do such a thing. Do you think they would accept the 48-year-old man's sperm? Or do you think there are different uh, rules? That's... I don't know the answer to that. That's a great question. Um, I would think if they tested them and they were... Swimming? And they were swimming feverishly and they didn't look like they were damaged, like, I don't know why they wouldn't. Now, here's where you make money, and I didn't know this. I guess this is for the women. They pay for the eggs. Oh. $10,000. For an egg? It just says pay out for eggs per donation. Minimum 5000 maximum $10,000. Problem is that's and the, the sperm is thirty bucks. Well, because the sperm you go in and shouldn't wham, it be the bam, other way? Thank though? you, man. The Here's an egg, way. ten grand. Here's millions of sperm, thirty bucks. <laughs> but the egg, they got to go in and get it. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I really have no idea. I'm a, I'm assume you've got to. I'm sure that's a procedure. Like for the men, they just go watch a dirty movie and and what and hand over the the remnants. Could you walk out of there feeling good about yourself? No. Because you really are helping people. Yes. So you're doing a good deed right. while doing the deed. Right. I wouldn't want a child of mine roaming around that I was not aware of. You'd that would be know. weird. You yeah, would but... never know. Well, well I wouldn't years, do it either, by the way. I'm just saying. Years I... later, if you heard of a mass murder, you'd be like, you know, I donated sperm in that area. <laughs> Theoretically, a number it of could years be ago. my kid. <laughs> kind of has my nose. <laughs> He Such whacked a, those people. And he's bald at 28. Or if it was like, you know, this ki- this guy came up, came a bald guy who like got re- very rich. I'd be like, that's my kid. Does he have chicken legs? He's got chicken legs. He's bald. And he's complaining a lot. That might be my child. I was forced to give you up. <laughs> yes. For $30. Who do, I, who do I sue? You're right. I went into a Dunkin', a Dunkin Donut drive-thru and I spent all my sperm money <laughs> on coffees. And saw strippers. Hmm. So, yeah, if you're a redhead, I would uh, start looking around if you're a... And, and I would uh, try to bargain with them. You don't want yes, just you 35 to 50 dollars. How about if we're in such demand? How about you ask for $350? Yeah, if you're a redhead with no criminal background, uh, a Good genes, good-looking kid. I'd get on that. Jerry, a couple stories involving men with guns. Men with guns. Ready? Now, you don't mean guys that have big biceps. You mean, like, no, real guns. actual guns. Got it. Uh, this first one comes to me from uh, Alabama. An Alabama man looked out the window of his home and saw a massive wild hog. Now... Around here, Jerry, we look out our windows. We might see a deer. Yeah, it's not a hog. Maybe a raccoon. Uh, I have red foxes up by me. Right. I you don't know. have those. Oh, you got to you gotta have Not them, where Jerry. you're moving either. Uh, no. Well, up in the Basking Ridge area, we have uh, red foxes. Maybe occasionally even my friend uh, lives in Randolph, New Jersey. He'll see a bear every now and then. Wow. This guy looked out his front window and saw a hog. 820-pound wild hog. Damn. He shot it. And it kept going, didn't it? No, he, he's got a photograph with it. Uh, he took a picture after he uh, killed the thing. He was afraid it was going to harm his pet. Yeah. He shot the hog three times with his thirty-eight caliber revolver. 
quote, by the time I got in a position to shoot, the hog was about 12 yards away. His dog is what he was afraid of. His dog was going to get into a fight with it. He plans to mount the head and shoulders of the hog. I don't get that. Like, why would you want that on your wall? I don't know. Hey, look at that pig. <laughs> you know, when I worked for Opie and Anthony on regular radio, uh, they would use hog in place of a penis. Okay. So they'd say large hog. <laughs> and people got it, right? Yeah, oh yeah, they got it. They understood in Alabama, Jerry, hogs are game animal and are known to create hundreds of dollars of agricultural damage in the U.S. They eat all of our crops. So you can legally hunt them on your private land in Alabama. So you're My in guess Alabama is, and you hunt it. Do you eat it then? Uh, I guess you could or you bring it to a butcher of some sort. I don't know if these hogs are like a regular pig. These hogs might have too much muscle. Right. You know what I'm saying? We like fat pigs. <laughs> I was killing himself over there. I just hear. I'm everything. not into a fat pig. I got to be honest. <laughs> I just hear everything as a drop now when we speak. <laughs> and then here's another. I told you I had two stories involving men with guns. Right. This was a viral video which I watched this morning uh, from Hialeah, Florida. A retired Florida fighter fighter uh, was not happy. You know, uh, sometimes like a neighbor. You know, you like a, a neighbor parks in front of your house. You might not like people get upset in the suburbs when a neighbor parks in front of their house. Yeah, of course. I never understood that really. That you get upset about it? Yeah, like it's not your street. It is not your street. But they feel like, hey, park in front of your own damn house. I th I think this. I think if someone parks in front of someone else's house and they want to leave their house open, that would piss me off. Mm -hmm. Like, if I went home today and decided, you know what, I'm going to stop in front of my neighbor's house and park and leave my house open and the driveway open, they should be like, what are you doing? Right. But if you have people over, stuff like that, so what? Right. If the, if the block is full, then you get it. Right. Well, this man uh, was home, and AT&T was doing repairs in the area, so they had some trucks parked in front of his yard. Right. Or in front of his home. The 64-year-old man walked out there with a gun and shot their tires out. I watched this video. Damn. It was very clear. The AT&T worker filmed the whole thing on his phone while he was calling 911. He was rolling uh, he was rolling tape. Right. The guy very casually, 64-year-old man walked out there with a gun, just shot up all of the tires and then started shooting at like the front grill of the one truck to try to shoot the engine. Right. Uh, this is his quote to 911. There's a guy shooting at my tires. There's a guy shooting out my tires, he said. He fired at least 18 shots during the incident. He faces aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. No injuries reported. Right. AT&T released a statement saying they were grateful no one was hurt, and it's an active investigation. How about that? How about that? So I would say it's one thing to be pissed that someone parking in front of your thing, you can't shoot their tires. I don't think I would shoot the tires out. That probably is not the best way to go about it. What do you think? You end up going to anger management? Uh, for that, yeah, definitely. Right, you get a fine. He didn't seem very angry. He just casually shot out the guy's tires. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if he's angry or not. The act of shooting out the guy's tires. Oh, that's the problem. Yeah, you can't do that. That's I a, got it. That's a mess. I see. And here's yeah. the problem with shooting out the tires. That car is now stuck there. Yeah. Two so of them. Two big trucks. You've made trucks. it worse. Yeah. Because now they're not going to leave. I agree. 
I do, when we have a party, I will give my neighbors the heads up. That's neighborly. That there will be cars all over the place. How do you do that? You call them or if you happen to see them out? Call them. Their numbers? No, if I see them, I let them know. Okay. Oh, FYI, Uh, it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a wild party here. We are going to have an end of season uh, pool party at my house for the, um, there'll be be about 50 people at my house. Nice. Not sure where they're going, but there'll be 50 people roaming. Whose idea was that for you to host? Well, I'm the coach. I think it's my responsibility to do that. Right. So we'll have it at my house. That's fine. But that means there's going to be like 11 cars all over the place. Yeah, a lot of cars. So I will let the neighbors know. And only the immediate neighbors. You park down the block. Who cares? Now, will you invite those immediate neighbors? Some people do that. No, not for a baseball team party. Why would I do that? Because sometimes it feels like to be, then they won't complain if it gets rowdy. It won't get rowdy because it's going to be on a Saturday from, it's funny, we went to friend's house last night that are on the team after our games yesterday, and I had mentioned I want to do this, and this was after they were talking about how some of these Saturday parties they have had, people don't leave, and they're there at 1 o'clock in the morning. And that's when I told them, well, just so you know, I'm planning on doing this in August, but there's going to be a time on it, 1 to 5. By 6, if you're not out, I'm kicking you out because I'm going to bed. Yeah, got to so go. I will make sure that it's not going to be rowdy or late at night. And trust me, with 12, probably 35 kids running around, mm-hmm. it's going to be loud. Now, are you going to grill for that or are you going to cater Hell that in? Hell no. Grill for 50 people? Yeah, you'd need you a large grill. You grill for 50 people. No, I'm not grilling for that. Okay, you'll cater There's that. No I don't know. Pizza? What, what do you go? A little I don't pizza? Know. You know, it's funny. I never thought about that, but we went to a friend's house yesterday, and they got sandwiches and pizza, and everybody, it's like everybody's thrilled. Like, why go through all the trouble of the... I mean... You know what I don't like when they do a six-foot sub? No one's interested in that. Oh, a six-foot sub that's cut? Yeah. Awesome. People like that? Love the six-foot... We've done... You know what we've done for uh, my kids' parties the last few times? We've done uh, a couple of three-foot subs. People, I mean, love it. Really? Yes, very much so. I don't know why you don't. Yeah. And we do it very plain. You have to put the mayo on it. Oh, that I like. Or the I mustard like. on it. Okay. Or the oil and vinegar on it. We keep it just, if we go turkey and American cheese and lettuce, tomato, that's it. There's no dressing on it. Condiments on your own. You get your own. Don't bother us. And then drinks. You'll do bottled sodas and that sort of thing. Cans. Cans. For a party, cans. Oh, okay. You can get cheap cans cheap at your uh, those uh, big box stores that you that you shop at. The big box stores? Yeah. That's You're like going to be Sam's. living seven minutes from me. It's going like to be where Sam's. you shop at as well. It's like a Sam's Club type of big box store. Well, you, call you should it. be going to Costco now. Costco? I'm not a big Costco guy. All right. I don't like. Well, I don't there's know. no Sam's Club where you're moving. I don't have any room to put big things. Do you like BJ's? Who doesn't, Jerry? Okay, well, there's none of that where you're living. Oh, there's none of that. You I don't go getting, to any of the big box stores. You'll not be going to BJ's I where see. you're moving. All right. So no BJ's where I'm going. <laughs> no, there's not. I see. Good lord. So, but that, there is a Costco. Okay. You can go there. All right, Jerry. Well, the warm-up show is next. It was a pretty good one today, if I must say. Knocked it out of the park. Killed it. So It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, good Monday morning to you. What is up, Al? This portion brought to you by CC's. Oh, hi, Jerry. How are we doing? All right. Yeah, all good. So the Mets uh, start a road trip now, Jerry, in San Diego tonight. They do. And uh, so I guess certain guys won't be coming back Ooh. with them. Well, you don't know that. Probably not. You would think they'll move and trade some guys. But what, have you turned Canadian on me? 
What does that mean? You Wunt? just did the some guys won't becoming some guys, younger, like oh, okay. Boomer does and the Canadian hockey players. Some guys will not be returning. What's next? You're going to say the Met organization? Organization, yes, Jerry. Right. So those guys, some guys are not coming back. Right. It's possible, yeah. I don't know. I think Addison we, Reed probably will not be coming back. Jay Bruce might not be coming back. Well, who, who knows? Maybe uh, Cespedes will stay uh, on the West Coast and uh, go with Oakland like he wants <laughs> and to do. send them to Oakland. That's what I heard this weekend. You People were very angry. I, the Mets broadcasters were very angry. Keith I, and Ron. It's hard not to be. Uh, that Cespedes uh, had told a San Francisco Chronicle reporter that he wanted to finish up his time in baseball with the A's while the Mets are paying a mega bucks right now. You know, that, and I don't, with the language barrier, I don't know how it was said. I don't know what he said. I do know, thank you, Eddie. I do know, though, that when you sign a four-year, $110 million contract, that's not the right thing to be said. Even if it gets translated slightly differently, it's not good. And the one thing about it, more so than, you know, it's funny. When my son showed me the alert on Friday, I think it was Friday, maybe it was Saturday, I remember. But Ooh, whenever, a big alert came across the phone? Yeah, he follows CBS Sports. He gets text alerts and um, and ESPN and, and MLB. So he gets all these sports alerts. What was interesting is at first I'm like, okay, so he wants to play his final year where he started. I think a lot of guys do that, right? And that's fine. The thing that bothered me, though, were the comments about Bob Melvin being the best manager he's ever played for when you're playing for a guy right now who does nothing but defend you. I didn't like that. I agree. Yeah, Keith and Ron not happy with that either, Jerry. And rightly so. Why don't you just sign one of those Fugazi one-day contracts with the A's when you're done? That's what and you go, should oh, do. I retire. Like when they when a guy resigns with his old team. If you're the Mets, call the A's. You want Cespedes back? I mean, you know, he's what only got you give no us? home runs. Mm. Then, Jerry, uh, this was a big shocking news. I, was, I, I like to come in on a Monday morning, Jerry, and I, I look on social media. What are people talking about from the previous evening? That's what I like to do. I like to gauge the audience that way, Jerry. People are furious at Michael Phelps. This is where we're going already? We're going to Phelps? Michael Phelps <laughs> and his Fugazi race against the shark. Did anybody really think he was yes. going to go in the ocean and race a shark? We thought he was racing a We're shark. a bunch of morons. I said that to you when you brought that story up probably three or four weeks ago. Yeah, the hype, Jerry. There's, there's no way that was happening. So like, for, why would you think he's going to get in the Pacific Ocean and start racing a shark? I didn't think Pacific Ocean, but I thought what? that SeaWorld. Here's what we all thought. It was a big push for Shark Week. Michael Phelps is going to race a shark. Great. I'm in for that. Okay. I thought the shark was going to get one lane in an Olympic pool. Right. Not the ocean. An Olympic pool, Jerry. And Michael Phelps would get the other one. Now, I thought there'd be some sort of netting so the shark Yo, could not sure. eat him. In fact, eat Michael yeah. Phelps. Yeah. But it turns out a shark raced by itself and they timed it. Right. Then Michael Phelps went to race and they CGI superimposed the shark from earlier racing. Come on. Garbage. Garbage. Yeah, expected. Fugazis. Totally Fugazis. Anybody Eddie. that actually bought the idea that he was going to be side-by-side side with a shark, no offense, is a moron. We're not fools, Jerry. We didn't think he was going into the ocean to raise a shark. But okay. I thought they'd Can take a shark, throw it in an Olympic pool. That guy swim around. <laughs> Eddie, a shark could have survived uh, a little while in a chlorine water like a pool, right? Yes. Couldn't live there no. for good. Did but you, you could take a shark out of salt water and throw him in an but Olympic But that's pool. an unfair advantage for Phelps. It's like his home field. Plus, does the shark know I have to uh, swim in a straight line in this pool? Yeah, it's going to be chasing the bunny. 
That's so stupid. They should have just had to chase the little blood felts. drops. Yeah, blood droplets. Have a guy on a. Now someone should really do. Who's the other uh, uh, popular know. Olympic swimmer? Yeah, Ryan Lochte. Okay, great. Ryan Lochte should. For Wasn't real. he the guy that made up the story at the Olympics last yeah, year? No one wants to hear from him. They do. What if he? Re- yeah, they want him to be eaten. What if they? What if he redeems himself? Legit race the shark. This seems like a cartoon. You throw the guy in the pool. He starts uh, swimming in a circle with the shark just following him around. Go 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 go! Can't get me! Can't get me! Can't get me! It's like the bull of the uh, the what are the bull riders? When they get gored and thrown across the ring. And then Michael Phelps wore some sort of shark tail as if that was going to help him swim better against the shark. Anyway. What'd you watch after this? The Bachelor? Bachelorette? I didn't actually see this live. Was this a hot Friday night for you? I didn't see this live, but the outrage I saw this morning on Twitter, I had to go into it when you heard the story. I was interested. Right. Did you forget about it? I somewhat lost interest along the way. When you found out that it wasn't going to be a real race? I I thought something was up. Yeah. So I wasn't happy about it. Wait, hold on. You thought something was up? A guy's going to race a shark. Swimming. Probably not going to be a real race. You're kidding. <laughs> Jerry, this is the same man who, after a mockumentary on the Discovery Channel about mermaids, came in and was asking me, you know, as if they were real. I'm sorry. The Discovery Channel, which doesn't do fake shows, did a thing on mermaids, looked like a real documentary, and now this. They also did a thing on the Loch Ness Monster. It's almost like you can't trust them. The best mermaid ever, Alyssa Milano and Charmed. Google it. Charmed? Charmed. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. All right. Fantastic. People would argue Daryl Hannah in Splash. Not not even close. This episode, and you will forget what you just said. I saw some real mermaids in a documentary once. I don't know if you heard about that. <laughs> That's why it was a mockumentary. <laughs> Jerry, what do you think about this? You know how I love like when athletes respond to athletes on social media? Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Yes. Well, Dak Prescott Instagrammed a, a, a picture of the Cowboys, and under it he wrote, it wrote, it wrote, it said, <laughs> we're the Cowboys, we're going to win the NFC East. Okay. Landon Collins responded to the Instagram and wrote, Doubt it this year. He should write that. And then someone asked him about it, and he said, not so fast, that the Giants are going to control the East. I would think the Giants are the favorites right now to win the East. How could they not be? Yeah, with all the moves they made, I would think so. Brandon Marshall going over there. And remember with the Cowboys, and we'll play a lot of Jerry Jones sound coming up at 6.30. Good morning, yes. Uh, Candies and nuts and all that stuff. He spoke yesterday. How long do you think... Uh, before, how long do you think the press conference was? Cowboys start training camp. Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and Jason Garrett sat there at the podium yesterday. Was the point to address Ezekiel Elliott or no, just in general no, no. Cowboys camp? Every time uh, an NFL team, I would think, opens camp, usually the head coach and the GM, in this case, Jerry Jones, is he runs everything. Um, they do like a, you know, introductory press conference. Here we are ready to kick off the 2017 season. So the three of them were up there at the podium in Oxnard. How I'm, long do you think? I'm going to say that ran 35 minutes, 48 minutes. And I'm through the first 28 minutes of it right now. And they have had, uh, let me see how many questions about football. None. They have not had one question. It's been all about the suspensions. It's been about Ezekiel Elliott. I, I shouldn't say that. There was one talking about the success the team had last year. How do they build on the momentum? But literally the first 20 minutes or the t- first 28 minutes that I've gotten through, they've had one football question. It's all about the off-the-field stuff. Does Jerry Jones just take over that sort of thing? They ask him direct questions. And when it's just a broad question, Jones will start and then 
Jason Garrett will answer and Stephen Garrett will answer. Uh, Stephen Jones will answer. Otherwise, I mean, it's been a lot of Jerry Jones, and his answers go on and on. On he talks he's very lengthy. Any fun clips you'll be able to pull? Like, I have a, I have some new clips that we will be able to play. Yes, that will we can add to Eddie's collection. Oh, good. Yes, so we've got that. And my point being, with what the Giants have done and what the Cowboys have been off the field, I don't know how the Giants aren't the favorite. I don't care the Cowboys won thirteen games last year. They're right now a lot of question marks, especially defensively. So would you, you say that. this, Jerry? Whoever wins the first game, no, I'm not going to wins that. the no, NFC. I don't think I'm going to say. You that. wouldn't say that. I'm not going to say wouldn't. that. But I will tell you that this portion, Al, has been sponsored by CC's. Now at CC's, party with bacon stuffed crust, a new grilled cheese stuffed crust pizza, joining the original top pepperoni on the unlimited buffet. Just five and change at CC's. Prices may vary. More to do, including Boomer and Carton at the top on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm up show with Al and Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. Hi, welcome back. This portion is sponsored by Target. If you're just waking up, of course, the uh, Yankees won yesterday. got three out of four in Seattle. The Mets did lose to the A's. Mets head to San Diego. Tonight, this portion is sponsored by Target. Running low on the stuff you need. Time for a Target run. Get everyday low prices on everyday essentials like milk, toothpaste, and diapers. Target run and done. And you had put something down on the show sheet that you kind of glanced right over because you wanted to get to Phelps and the Sharks. Yeah, very important. When we were doing baseball, you forgot about the bobbleheads. Yeah, did you see the enormous lines trying to get into City Field, for this bobblehead. They were everything I assumed it would be. But why don't they make, like, they're always like, first uh, 15000 make 30000 Why don't you ask every major league team that hands out bobbleheads why they don't make more? I agree yeah, I with don't, you. Yeah, I don't I, know why they don't. Well, the sponsors are the ones that pay for it and yeah. do it. So you so, say... They won the, the Marvel one. That was a big deal. Right. Yeah. That's what they put up. That's what they made. That's what they give out. And the next big one that's coming up, which they expect huge lines for, it's the Cespedes Medallion Giveaway. It what looks is, like the oh yeah. medallion that he wears When's with the that? 52. Is that coming up in the next when up. they come back from the road trip? That's right, Jerry. Now, will you go to that? I will not go to that. I don't want a fake medallion. Got I'd it. be interested in the bobblehead. You want, right. But uh, I don't know why does it take so long to get the line through. And then some lunatic shows up on my uh, Facebook page. He has four of them. I said, how'd you get four? He said, well, I had two tickets. He goes, then I just acted dumb. Like I didn't get my bobblehead and someone gave me a bobblehead. It's shaped like a penis. Yeah, exactly. It's Jersey Mike's Monday.